haven't you had times when you really wanted to tell someone off? I certainly have. I found in those moments when I will turn to God in prayer and say, please don't let me say this. I found that God controls my tongue. I don't know that I can control my tongue apart from God, apart from prayer, or apart from being led by a scripture. But God can control me. I know this. Often I've been amazed because after that person has left me, I have realized I didn't say that thing that I wanted to say, that I prayed not to say. I didn't say it. God didn't let me say it. It's a miracle of God, really, a power of God. This is the primary way I control my tongue because lots of times ideas come to us that are from devils. And if we just let ourselves speak whatever comes into our mind, it could hurt the person. Here is an example of being hurt by a person that way. I had a house where it had a rather unusual bathroom, guest bathroom, and there the walls were a shade of green, and a lot of people hated that green. But it didn't matter to me that they hated it. It was just kind of humorous to me, the color. One woman said to me, this is the wrong color, as if she knew right from wrong on color. Is there a right and a wrong? I mean, a lot of people think there is, but really that's just vanity. Yet every time after she said that, that I went into that bathroom, I thought of what she had said. Even though I still liked the bathroom, her words did harm. Now, we can hurt a person unnecessarily by vanity, by vanity that's in us. There are many times that I have had to pray, please don't let me say that. Sometimes these are thoughts of our own flesh. Sometimes they're from devils. Sometimes it's pride and vanity that's in us, and we want to tell the other person what is right or what we think is right. It's evil. As we begin to learn more about the knowledge of God, the Christian way, I think we know there are things we shouldn't say. How to stop from saying them is the issue. In James, there's an interesting passage of Scripture on this subject. He says, The tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold how a great matter, a little fire, kindleth. If you've ever dealt with a wood-burning fireplace, you know you don't start with that big log. 
you start with a little tiny fragment of wood and you get your fire started with something little. And that's what the tongue does. It speaks a little thing, but it grows up when it's evil into a great fire, a great matter. We have to keep our heart with all diligence. Well, out of it comes the issues of life. James said, and a tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. James says, For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. I think most of the time we can feel it when it starts to come in us to say something that is prideful or would be evil. In James 1 it says, if you don't bridle your tongue, your religion is vain. That man that doesn't bridle his tongue, his religion is empty. He can say he's a Christian. He can say he's of God. But his religion is empty if he isn't controlled by God, if he doesn't bridle his tongue. We bridle our tongue, I think, by the word of God, by calling on God for help. And sometimes we just have to walk away. The strongest example I have in my own life is a situation where years ago I was meditating in a scripture. It had caught my attention as I was reading the Bible, and I stopped and thought about it seriously and began trying to do that scripture. It's Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. To edify the church, to build up the church, to cause them to have faith in God. Is that what my speech is going to do? To turn them to God. Well, that's what I wanted to do. I'd spent about three days thinking about this scripture and trying to make it work in my life, trying to actually do it. And after about three days, I went to visit with my neighbors. This was years ago, and it happened to be a presidential election year. I am very non-political. But that year, there was a, a 
a political race, which interests me. As I sat with my neighbors, I wanted so much to say, and what do you think about the election? Well, is that going to minister grace to the hearer? Is it going to edify the hearer? Is it going to stir up a fire of iniquity? Absolutely, it's going to stir up a fire of iniquity. It is not going to edify the person in things of God. It is not going to minister grace to the person. It is going to be a fire of iniquity. As I sat there with them, all the time they were talking, I was praying, God, don't let me say this. Please don't let me do this. But oh, my flesh wanted to. It was such a strong desire. But I just kept remembering that scripture. It was controlling me or trying to control me. Would my flesh win out or would the scripture win out? Well, I was very aware of the battle going on inside me. Just over this simple thing of wanting to say, what do you think about the election? That was all it was. But it was so strong that my flesh was so strong wanting to say this. That would loose a fire of iniquity, and I knew it would. So I'm praying not to say this. Finally, I just got up and left. I did not speak that to them, but I had to leave their house. It doesn't matter how you control these things. You just don't want to be a part of doing the evil. This is Joan Boney speaking. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.